0: This is Susanna McMonigle, and you're listening to Season 2 of the 5 to 8 Shift Podcast for Parents. The 5 to 8 Shift podcasting community exists to educate, inspire, and encourage parents throughout their own parenthood and family life adventure. Here, we talk about all the things impacting parents today, everything from health to big emotions, toddlers, to teenagers, faith, self-care, stress, and so much more. We know parenting is tough work, but family life is worth every ounce of effort. We're building a community of parents to remind you that you're not alone. Family is one of life's greatest adventures. I look forward to cheering you on in your own five to eight shift. It's the most important shift of the day. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The 5-8 to Shift. This is your host, Susanna. I'm thrilled you guys are here today. Happy November. I hope you guys are getting excited about things happening this fall and getting your Thanksgiving plans in order and maybe your Christmas plans too and starting to look forward to 2022 and hopefully continuing to be in a more... Normal existence with our schools and our kids and our jobs. And, you know, it's been a lot. And so um, I'm so glad you guys are here. You know, um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I wanted to share it here, but our third child, Kyler, who we adopted, we brought him home one year ago this week. So we've been celebrating around here. Um, and I wrote a little bit on Instagram about, you know, some of the challenges that me and my family have. Faced in the last year, just sort of, you know, bringing home our third kid and trying to maintain a home and a job and relationships and friends, and it's been a it's been a challenge. It's been a struggle, and so I feel like we have, over the last couple of months in particular, come up for air. And so, um, you know, if anybody out there is sort of sitting in this hard season and you're wondering why does it have to be this hard? And am I where I'm supposed to be? I just, you know, you can check out my posts on Instagram. But I also wanted to just encourage you here and let you know that just because something's hard, and just because something is more difficult than you thought it would be, or you hoped it would be, doesn't mean you're not where you're supposed to be. It means that there's things to learn still. And there's ways that you're going to be stretched that are going to serve you in the future. And you don't even know what the next adventure is, but you are being prepared for what's next, and it's going to be amazing and exciting. So I just wanted to encourage you and tell you to hang in there and to take heart. And you know, a little bit of you know that's that kind of is a good segue into my episode today. So I am so excited to have my girlfriend Janessa on the podcast today. She, when I was dreaming up this podcast, um, you know, eighteen months ago, she was always on my list as somebody I was going to have be a guest because she um, she's got a fabulous story and uh, you know she's she is starting to share it a little more um, with people who might need to hear her truths and hear her good word and just be so encouraged when life takes some crazy wild turns and you don't you know you didn't see it coming you didn't plan for it or you knew maybe the choice you were making was not gonna be great but you weren't sure what to do and so we have been friends for almost 20 years and i am thrilled to have janessa broderick on my podcast so janessa is you know a wonderful fabulous friend we see them all the time they they live 10 minutes away and so we met in college and we both um you know live locally we didn't always live locally Um, she lived in new jersey and she moved back to pennsylvania so she's going to share part of her story today but i asked janessa to come on because Janessa um, got divorced several years ago and I have never, and I mean never, seen a couple communicate as civilly and as amicably as she does with her ex who is named Derek and so I asked her to come on to talk to us about how she does it so well and she has some great tips today. She talks about communication, she talks about grace, she talks about flexibility. And she couches a lot of her conversation today in these terms of forfeit and sacrifice, and so it's just really, you know, it's it's eye opening, it's thought provoking, and I have wanted to have somebody on who can really speak into this idea of blended families because so many of us are part of blended families these days. We're marrying somebody with a child, and we have a, a step a stepson or daughter, or uh, you know, maybe we have children from a previous relationship or whatever and I know there's lots of single parents out there who are you know maybe freshly divorced or you know still wondering how do I navigate especially when you have to co-parent because when you have to co-parent that person is going to be your ex is going to be around for a long time. And so we talk about all the things with navigating divorce, co-parenting well, and how you can really um, thrive as a blended family. And so this is actually one of the topics that some of my listeners have asked for. So I'm so excited to provide it for you today. And so um, you guys are going to love it. And even if you are not in a blended family situation, I think it's a great listen. And here's why. I think sometimes when you haven't been through something, you're It's hard to sort of understand some of the nuances of things that are happening and when things get awkward And so I think it's great as a friend to somebody who is going through this to better understand Okay, here's where I can step in. Here's how I can communicate better. Here's how I can support them and so I hope you guys learned something from this episode. I hope those of you um, in a tough season with your marriage or your relationship, or um, coming out of uh, you know one season and into the next, you can find value in this. And I, gosh, I just know you will. And so Ness is such a, you know, I call her Ness, but Ness is such a fresh air. She's um, she's great. You guys are going to love her. So I'm going to drop you into our conversation. Thank you so much for being here today. If you want to follow along more, we have the 5to8shift.com website. You can get more information. Of course, now you can listen to Apple, um, Spotify. You can listen to our podcast. And actually, we're on Amazon, too. So if you're an Amazon music listener, you just hit that podcast button and 5to8shift with the Susanna McMonicle Um, podcast for parents is going to be there too so that's it I'm gonna stop talking and drop you in this episode have a great day guys Janessa Broderick welcome to the podcast I'm thrilled to have you I know my listeners are gonna love what you have to share today And so why don't you start off, why don't you share a little bit about who you are before we get into our topic for today, who you are, some of your work history and give us kind of the short intro.
1: Sure. Um, So first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. Um, I never imagined that I would be sitting in this seat talking about today's topic um, in a million years. So thrilled that I can do it with you. Me too. Again, Janessa Broderick. I am, geez, a, a wife. I am a mom of four boys. Um, I love running and working out, cooking and eating. Um, <laughs> and I love laughter. As you know, laughter and humor are a large part of my daily life.
0: Yes, so. love it. And tell, tell my audience, how old are the boys?
1: So um, we are a blended family. I have three um, biological sons. So my first son is Weston, he is 11. Um, I share him with his dad, Derek. Um, And then with my current husband, Joe, we have um, two sons together. We have Jensen who is six and Kerrigan who is three. And then I also have a stepson, Tristan um, from my husband's first marriage and he is 12. Woo. You're busy. Yeah.
0: You're busy. I know. And I, I'm gonna, you know, I said this in the intro with my listeners, but Janessa and I are friends from college. So when did we first meet? Was it because we were, Angie was in my dorm. Is that how we met? You're friends with Angie, right?
1: Yes. Angie Smucker at the time. Um, was in someone's dorm and I needed to change roommates because I wasn't loving who was in my room. And yes. then I finagled Angie living with me. And I think it was my direct connection to you.
0: Yeah. I think she was on my floor and we became friends. Mm-hmm. I know we went to a small college. So the athletes tended to hang out with each other. We, we were easy to, to pick out. Yes.
1: <laughs> on a small. All club. true. All
0: right. So let's think that was, mm, let's not say how long we'll say it's been more Than 10 years and less than 20. (laughs) We're not that old, right? Yes. Oh man, getting up there. All right. Good. So let's I asked you today to talk about some blended family stuff, some different things that are um you bring to the table because I have always been, I've always marveled. I think marveled is a great word Mm. at the way that you and Derek have communicated your relationship, all of these things. And I, of course, have seen, um, divorce done really poorly and it's a lot, it's a lot. And yeah. so we've all, I've always been impressed, you know, and a full disclosure, I, I knew, um, I know West's Dad Derek, Janessa's ex. So, you know, because we've known each other so long, you know, um, you know, I was around for that time. So I think you are the perfect person to speak into this, not because you have all the answers, because Mm. I know you've been really intentional.
1: Yes, I would say all that's fair um, and all that's true. So and especially like looking back through college. Yes, you knew me very well. You knew uh, my ex-husband very well, who also went to Eastern with us. Um, And you knew us before we dated. You knew us before we were married. Um, And you um, and your husband, Chris, were also along kind of as, as witnesses and supporters through the entire ride from announcing the divorce to the last almost 10 years. We're not that
0: old. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, So when you, so, so take us a little bit through this when you and Derek were navigating those initial months. Tell us what was going on, what kinds of decisions you needed to make, and how you began to realize that in order for you guys to keep your son, West as a top priority that you guys were going to need to work together.
1: So a few things, even before I dive in, because I think it's important for any audience to know kind of full disclosure, good, bad, and ugly. Um, I was the one who asked for the divorce. Um, So that was not driven by my ex-husband, that was driven by me, Um, conversation for another day. It did not involve any type of um, infidelity or drug abuse or alcohol abuse or physical abuse. Um, Because I think women or men that are working through divorce and those are elements and factors, um, it makes it a very different story. I agree. I just want to be honest and say, hey, it was driven by me, but those were not the reasons um, because sometimes you you would decide to do things differently if that is a factor. Yep. I think that's good to clear up. Good. Um, and so when I asked for a divorce and we started um, moving in that direction, I realized right away um, that we were going to have to come to terms with kind of I use the word forfeit a lot, um, forfeit and sacrifice. Hmm. And so you have to come to terms with those two words and then like what they relate to very early on. So you're going to forfeit and sacrifice um, time. You're going to forfeit and sacrifice holidays, um, sometimes birthdays, um, seeing your child wake up in the morning, passing them in the hallways. Um, you know, just random things and think about anytime you see your kids throughout the day, when you choose divorce, you are choosing to forfeit those things. And then once you come to terms with terms with those things to the best of your ability, I think for Derek and I, it was, okay, how do we build a plan or do the best we can putting together a plan that preserves those things for both of us because you don't want to give it up and you don't want to sacrifice it but it's a result of a choice that you're making yeah and then it's also remembering that Weston did not have a choice he was not given an option he's going to experience the results of a decision um, that two parents made and so because he's going to be the recipient at least until he's 18 Um, How can we put something together that, you know, honors him as our son?
0: Yeah. You know, can I share something that you've shared with me along the way? I'll cut it out if you don't like it. Sure. You said this to me, I mean, recently, like in the last two years, but like not when this was happening, but you said something along the lines of like, not a week goes by that or not a month goes by that I don't think about how some of my choices have impacted West. And I feel like that's what you're saying.
1: Yes. That's actually exactly what I'm saying because, um, he Weston was only one and a half when the divorce happened. So that's probably an important part to share too. Yeah. So so he he, has
0: like real, no real, real recollection of, yeah,
1: no, his life, um, has always been with, the memory of Derek and I being separate, but even more so is why we wanted to get it right. Cause he was never going to have a picture of before, you know, so many kids are raised with mom and dad and they remember, and they have memories with all of them together. And then they split up, but they still have something to hold on to. Weston was not going to have that. Yeah. Um, so for us just making a schedule and making a plan, um, And prioritizing some things to make it easy for him to be shared was the priority. And when you have those conversations, you have to eliminate control and you have to eliminate feelings.
0: Woo! How do you do that? What's the Your formula? But <laughs> any
1: mother knows or any woman knows that it is hard to release both of those things, um, especially at the same time, because you're hurt, you're angry, you're upset. And sometimes you're just like not of sound mind. <laughs> so you have to recognize that yes, um, you're not. So we made a schedule for Weston very early on. Um, and Weston has had the same schedule since he was one and a half. So it is rare that we change the schedule. Um, We are flexible people, of course, like with notice, or if there's an emergency, we will both, you know, bend and flex to help each other, me being Derek and I. But for the most part, we keep his week the same. So it's always been, I have had him Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays. Wednesday nights, Derek picks him up from me and has him Wednesday nights, Thursdays, and Fridays. And then we rotate weekends. Yep. We build our schedule roughly 90 days out. So like Derek and I last week, he sent me the text message. Hey, let's do the last couple months of the year. So kind of looking at like, yeah, October, November, December, whatever. Yes. Like.
0: And we know holidays
1: are coming up too. Right. So it's Um, If you want to take vacations or do long weekends or trips, we will move like, hey, you take these two weekends back to back because I need him X weekend or we're in this wedding. So I'm going to need him here. And as long as I flex for Derek, he's happy to flex for me. And even in the times where I might not need something, I just do it because in the future, I know the time will come where I need a flex. (laughs)
0: Exactly. So plan ahead and, you know,
1: yeah. Plan ahead.
0: Yeah. It's like that reciprocity, you know, it's reciprocity Mm. in a lot of relationships, right? It's not like you're helping so he can help you later. It's just reciprocal, right? You're going to need help. He's going to need help. It's a fact of life.
1: Yes. And we and we both are, I'm remarried, Derek's remarried. We both have kids with our new spouses. So add in their schedules, their right. schooling in order for households to run smoothly. We're at a point where we can't survive without flexing, but the yeah. schedule, the weekly schedule is great. The weekend schedule is great. Holidays, we always flip. Um, we rotate Christmas, Thanksgiving, um an Easter, but the two things we do not change is um Christmas Eve is always together. Yes,
0: share Christmas Eve. So how did this come about? And I, I just this is like one of my favorite things for you guys. People
1: think you know people think we're crazy. They and do. Yeah. Please don't <laughs> mishear me. It was not comfortable for many years. There were many glasses of wine drank. You <laughs> get prior to Christmas arrival 18. and then that <laughs> arrival. <laughs> But when we looked at what we have to for what we had to forfeit and give up, there were certain things where certain times where we didn't want to do that, um, and then we needed certain times where Weston wasn't the person moving. So he moves during the week; I stay put. So we said, "What are some times where we like he stays put and we move for him?" So we rotate Christmas Eve. Derek and his wife take Christmas Eve, and then my family. My me, my husband and my sons, we all go to their home and do Christmas Eve dinner. Then the next year it flip-flops and we host them. Um, it was hard the first couple years because there was nothing to say at the table. It was <laughs> Um, And then, you know, some years passed. um, My husband came into the picture earlier than Derek's wife did. So then that's what I'm thinking.
0: Now it's the three of you.
1: Yes. So now it's me and my fiance um, and just my ex-husband. And then years, you know, down the road um Derek's wife Karen who is lovely started joining us so now we're used to it um we yeah. talk about the menu we talk about who's bringing, bringing wine who's bringing bourbon who's yeah. bringing dessert and it's much easier but as we said earlier it's it's been 10 years since we've been doing
0: it one you've also added like other kids and you know Mm -hmm. it's just like a lot more commotion but I think about some of those early years when it was just you and Derek and West, or even just you Joe Derek and West. you know um and I like if somebody is faced with a similarly uncomfortable situation but you know it's great for the kid like how do you how do you like pep yourself up for something like that
1: It's temporary. Yeah, it's temporary, but it will be a permanent memory in their mind. So it's temporary discomfort for you. But Weston will always talk about his Christmas Eve's because it's the one holiday where people come to him. And then the same thing for his birthday. We do not um, on the day of his birthday, everybody comes for dinner and we rotate who is hosting. So if his birthday falls on a day that he is with Derek, then we go to Derek's house and vice versa. Um, Birthdays have been fun because extended family comes. Nice. Extended family can be icebreakers. In the early years, extended family was real weird. (laughs) 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 Because there was a lot of people that didn't know what to say. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and you make small talk and it's temporary, but Weston was elated because he had his mom and his dad and his cousins and both sets of grandparents and his friends. And again, we all came to him. It wasn't him being, you know, shuffled around somewhere else and you do it together. So it's not, he's not having two birthday parties. He's not having two Christmas Eve's. Those are staples where he should just have one, like all kids.
0: Yep. So, and a little bit along the same lines, I want you to share the story of how you guys made the decision to move from New Jersey to Pennsylvania, because this is another favorite part of my story, because I, I feel like there was really some intentional communicating about what you guys want, what you guys need, and what's best for really everybody at large. And so tell us a little bit how that happened.
1: Derek and I um, met and got married and we had Weston in Pennsylvania and we moved to New Jersey um, to get support from my parents. Um, we had a childcare opportunity that ended up being a huge blessing um, for us and still is for yeah. so many years. Um, so we made the move over Um New Jersey was good to us, but we were always coming, you know, back and forth across the bridge to see family, to see friends. Um, And our goal was always to get back. It was our goal was to get back to Pennsylvania when we were married. And then that kind of held true when we were divorced. Um, And then being divorced in a state where you don't have majority of your family and friends, you just crave getting closer to that. Yeah. Fast forward to I am remarried. Derek is also remarried. We are still in New Jersey.
0: Okay. That's right. Because his wife was commuting all the way to work in Pennsylvania. Yes. I forgot about that.
1: Okay. When Derek was dating, she was in PA, she was commuting. um, And then she moved over because Derek knew that the schedule would change if he moved to Pennsylvania without me and vice versa. And so New Jersey was getting sort of tired. No offense to any listeners in New Jersey. <laughs> I am a Jersey girl, but we were ready to go. <laughs> um, and we were probably six months early to the plan because we said, okay, in the next one to two years, let's, we're in good financial positions. Our new marriages are stable. His life is stable. Careers are going great. Let's work on getting back. And Joe, my husband, and I had found a house that checked a lot of boxes um, that we knew would probably not be around for a long time. So we went, we saw it, we fell in love with it. And I I remember calling Derek and just saying, listen, this is way early. (laughs) And I know not on our timeline, but would you consider, we think we have found a place in the area that we want, would you consider taking... A move or a look at moving now, and I don't think he even like blinked. He was like, "Okay, let's go. We're ready." I have
0: I have chills. Like I feel like when like you like God goes before you and just like plants these little
1: seeds and just
0: totally like, wow. Like I literally have chills right now, and this is not the first time
1: I've heard this. And I think his wife Karen probably was over the bridge by the time I like moved <laughs> <the> phone. <laughs> I've, I give her so many kudos because she was commuting. Every, she was a teacher in PA. She was commuting every day. And so yeah. she was ready to get back. And so our house, we found it. We locked it down. They searched the next weekend, um, found their kind of dream house. They were one bid of several. And he texted me. He was like, we're not going to get this. But we have a few other options. They ended up getting the house. Wow. And we moved I think within two weeks of each other that June. I remember it was early summer. Yeah, and so we live. Um, oh yeah, the crazy part: we live in the same school district, <laughs> three and a half miles apart. And yeah, it worked. But yeah. again, when God goes before you. It. You it's don't have true. to worry about the details.
0: It's true, and it's a you know, it's a it's a leap of faith, really for you guys, you know, and the fact that they had multiple offers on a house and it worked out. It's crazy. So, you know, you, you've shared like a couple of these stories and one, you know, my next question is what advice would you give a mom listening about ways to communicate or coordinate with her ex-partner? So you've talked a little bit about planning and maybe you can say a little bit more about this. And I will tell my listeners that you are How shall I say this? You are like the queen bee planner of all the things. She's got a paper calendar. She's got a digital calendar. She can tell you what she's doing probably the third weekend in February right now. But, you know, to your point, sometimes you got to be that way because it makes your life easier, especially when you're in a blended family. So like what kind of tips you have about communication between ex-partners who have kids and need to make it work?
1: so communication um i i just think just with scheduling um you have to force yourself to be detail-oriented when it comes to scheduling so like i said before set the schedule and keep the schedule the schedule is good for the kids and the schedule is good for your sanity because you know, even days where you want to have girls' nights or you start dating again. Like, yeah. it's easy to tell people these. this is when I'm available and this is when I'm not. Yes, It eliminates confusion and shuffling around. I always say document it, um, not documenting to throw in someone's face by any means, but you know, you just, you have to keep track of what was said and when, um, and so everybody stays on the same playing field. And it yeah. doesn't have to be a long drawn out email. It's here's the dates that we agreed on and send them, right? Whether yeah. like email, text, timestamp. Yeah. Um yes.
0: Yeah. You know, and the document thing, I think it just like alleviates maybe like some tension or friction, or if just people just forget if you have it written down somewhere, um, then it happens. Right. How do you guys handle like school or sports stuff? Like, do you guys put both your emails in every time? Are you both getting all the stuff or do you kind of like delegate
1: certain things? So I have, when you're the mom, I, uh, it's my personal belief that, and I don't mean the sexist, but you do the mom things. I registered Weston for school. Yes. I do his re-registration every year. I check the bus schedule, and I send that out to his dad, Derek, because it's just part of my job as Weston's mom. Whether, if we were married, that's what I would do, and we're not, but we have a son, so that's what I'm going to continue to do um do all the things you really don't feel like doing for your ex-spouse just do them anyway because it will help you and it will help um your child and then for sports depending on the sport registration changes. So okay. if Derek registers, Derek was a soccer player. So he owns soccer. He was a baseball player. He owns baseball. Those seasons <laughs> of seasons, he signs him up. He pays for the registration and he puts my email on and he sends me the schedule um, for wrestling or for anything else like church camps or youth yeah. group events or activities. I pretty much do that, but we we both see what's going on. When it comes to back to school night, we are there together. We, we're we always on communication. If I'm calling Weston out one day from school, West, or Derek is copied on the email to the nurse. Um, there's always visibility to yeah. what's happening.
0: Yeah. You know, and the more I hear you talk about this, I think it just reiterates that. And again, you said this at the get-go. As long as there was not like some sort of abuse or something like that, but the truth is, when you have kids, you're going to have to work with this person. You're going to have to have them included. And so the, the more ways you can make it a civil and even somewhat, you know, amicable relationship, it really benefits everybody.
1: Yeah. Being organized doesn't mean you're someone's friend. Yeah. Being organized just means you're providing visibility and structure to a child's a child's life and giving an adult who's responsible for them visibility, then there's no questions there's no confusing confusion there's no you hid that from me. You intentionally didn't tell me how did I know that wasn't going on so it's just like over communicate yeah
0: and i think those are like the why didn't you tell me why are you hiding that's that's where it blows up that's where things fall off the rail because then you feel like there's all these other things you don't know about yes yeah good good all right i want to ask you about um so you mentioned this already you're happily married to my buddy joe b and (laughs) um derek is married as well and i think um you know, getting remarried, the person you marry plays a huge role in continuing these great relationships, making certain things a priority, particularly as you add more kids. And I know Derek has another kid. So, you know, there's, there's a lot going on in a blended family. So how share with my listeners, how a new spouse can contribute to a working relationship with an ex, or if you have like any pitfalls to watch out for, I'm trying to think.
1: I think what's most important here, and this is where Derek and I were, have always been aligned is your child did not, not only did they not ask for parents to no longer be married, but they also did not sign up to be on like a dating site or on a dating journey. Yes. So you, as a parent, you have a right and a desire to to get remarried, right? To find, to build the life with the person that um, you want to. And that takes a lot of time. And it also requires a lot of protection for your child. Yeah. And people have told me that this is extreme, Um, that's fine. For us, it wasn't. Our agreement was that Weston does not meet anyone that I was dating or that Derek was dating them, their children, their extended family, unless we were certain that, I mean, certain that they were in for the long haul, meaning like, I think this is the person that I'm going to marry. So we yes, also, you agreed
0: on this for both of you. Agreed on this.
1: Yes. Which is hard because some people say, well, you're letting your ex influence your life and I can see like your current life and I can see how one might think that, but it is, it's a rougher road yeah. when you add temporary people into your child's life versus no temporary people and only a person that's going to be permanent. It removes confusion. Um, it removes jealousy. Um, and I think it just reinstates your loyalty to your child and to the agreement that you made with your other parent. At the end of the day, you know, Weston only met Joe. Weston only met Karen. And they are Joe is my husband. Karen is Derek's wife. Um, and he has met their extended families, but he knows no one else. There is no story of remember the guy who or when yes. we were there. We don't even, uh, we didn't even pretend. I never even went on a play date with a guy and his kids and said, this is just mommy's friend. Yeah. Kids aren't dumb. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Kids are not dumb. They're very receptive. And this goes back to forfeiting and sacrifice. I was just about to say that when you choose, you chose to get a divorce and you're moving through with that decision you you're forfeiting the freedom to date how you used to. And I get it. Online dating is hard. Dating in today's world is hard. Dating kids is hard. Dating saying you are divorced is really hard. Yeah. But you lose kind of the flexibility um, of those things when you choose to get divorced. So you just got to roll with the punches.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, being honest with yourself about what it is, you know, setting those expectations for yourself as much as for your kids and your family and your choices.
1: Yes. Yeah. So Uh, we have a pretty hard, we have a pretty hard stance there. And I know it's a hard stance and I know some people don't care for it, but it worked in our benefit. So. Good.
0: I want to transition here a little bit to um, maybe my last question, you know, Um, as I can see that I'm taking up all of your sweet time, um, (laughs) but I wanted to ask you more generally because, you know, you've shared tidbits through me with me through the years that, you know, I have been able to see sort of in hindsight that like no, no person who gets divorced or changes their family makeup gets out with, you know, gets off scot-free. There's always, you know, pain or there's always, um, anxiety about stepping into the unknown and so if there's somebody out there who's like this is fresh and this is like maybe not something they wanted or not something they expected or maybe something that they've waited a long time and it's finally like all falling apart like what kind of advice can you give someone who's like feeling overwhelmed by like
1: changing the way their family's always been? I think the first thing I would say is just acknowledge the pain. Like it's, it's super painful. I remember the first night, um, it was Thanksgiving where Thanksgiving had just ended and Derek was bringing Weston back from being with his parents without me for Thanksgiving. So he was dropping him off his first night to me as a single mom. And I was living with my parents at the time I had moved in with them and I remember him dropping him off. And it was very hurtful. Like Derek was emotional. I was emotional. It was quick. And then I walked inside, I handed Weston to my mom and I just like cried. I I went to my room and like laid on my bed. And I remember like just curling up and having this like throbbing pain and thinking like, is this ever going to go away? Like, what did I choose? What have we chosen? And I think you just have to acknowledge that it's painful. It's painful for a long time. I think the pain, it lingers. I don't think it's gone. Um, there are still times where I think, Oh, like he still has to get picked up today. Like he still has two bedrooms. He, he still has to remember to tell me something and remember to tell Derek something. So that's very real. I think, um, The next thing I would say is, and this is gonna sound cliche, but it's not. um, There were a lot of people, I was raised in church. uh, My family, the church I grew up in and the church my my mom worked in were a very big part of our lives. People did not agree um, with my decision to get a a divorce. Um, My parents have been happily married my entire life. I come from a wonderful family, Derek's parents, the same wonderful marriage. Um, and so after the shock wears off, yeah. you will hear people's opinions. And if you're coming, especially if you're coming from a church world, most opinions might not be positive. This is a sin. This isn't good. You need to figure it out. Um, and maybe, maybe they're right in those things, but Our story is a true reflection of God making all things work together for the good of those who love Him. And it's like, oh, I I hear that verse all the time. But I mean, truly, when you think of something that is like a broken marriage, a broken family, those are really hard, painful things. And they're they're things that, you know, no one sets out striving for, but there is forgiveness in that. There is grace in that. And when you live selflessly in divorce and put your child and your spouse first, even when you don't want to, (laughs) grace does come. I mean, who would have thought, as we said in the beginning, Weston was one and a half. He's 11 now. And here I am 10 years later. You saw the story roll out. I'm talking to you about how good our life has been with figuring out divorce yeah so it's true it is it's it's
0: is wild really you know when you turn around and look at all these things that have happened and fallen into place and you know i i i wrote down what you just said grace does come right it, it's you know especially when your way you're supposed to be right yeah Woof, that's good, Ness. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you know, it's good, but I also like my heart breaks for, you know, some of the like stereotypical like church response stuff because, you know, Jesus is I'm I'm not like saying one way or the other but it's just like sometimes when like people are like down and out like they don't need like the bible thrown at their face right they need compassion and they need a friend and they need a shoulder to cry on and I think some in the church have done a really really good job with that and some have just woof
1: fallen off yes no it's and it's one of those things too, where you know Derek and I, because we went to college together, we shared friends, we shared friend groups, um, we shared, you know, couples that were married that were friends with us both. And not only do people, you know, in your church world or community um, have an opinion, but so does your extended family. But then your friends have to choose. Yeah. And there are some cases where friends don't choose, but Derek and I, as you know, like the line was pretty, I don't know, like pertinent right down the middle. I mean, I knew the friends that were going to come with me and I knew the friends that were, were going to ride with Derek and yeah. it, that was okay. And so yeah. you have to be okay and ride with your people That's right. in that moment. Um, and don't hold it against them because nobody ever wanted to choose, but at the end of the day, you got to support both people but chances are people are going to lean towards you know one spouse or the other and that's okay it is they okay yeah they don't choose for you to for you to get divorced either so yeah
0: no it is okay and ideally both people have people in their camp that you know mm-hmm. are their ride and die and you know on you know can support them and that sort of thing yes um my last question for you which i wasn't sure if you were going to delete or not but was if you would you do anything different
1: would i do anything different i don't think i would um you know i could say in this moment well i would never have gotten divorced and that would be a lie but i had weston um i believe that i was meant to be his mom and derek was meant to be his dad And I always wanted Derek to be the dad that he wanted to be like, I wanted Derek was going to choose to not be present or to not show up or not do the things like that was going to be on him. Yes. But we were going to give each other every opportunity to show up the way we wanted to show up like independently and together. And I don't think either of us could imagine our lives without him. Never. So it's no, I think our, our story has shaken down the way it's supposed to and now it's like hey west is going through puberty he'll kill me for <laughs> putting this on the podcast but you know i love facetime where i can call Derek and say this is a dad conversation <laughs> dial and up dad say, i think he's available gotta dial dad in this and then you know when he's scoring goals on the soccer field or you know getting his 100 as he tells me on his quizzes of course he is yeah, I'm I'm there to take the, the face time. So there you go. Uh,
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ness, thank you so much for sharing your story. I mean, I think I think you guys are an inspiration. And I think sometimes if people would read your story on paper, people would say something like, That's just not possible. You know, we just can't get along that well. And I think what you've revealed is like it hasn't always been perfect. But Mm -hmm. I think when you can communicate and you can allow for grace and flexibility, and although I think it's, you know, a sad factor, but this idea of forfeit and sacrifice, I think when you can be realistic, if you're in this position about that, that sets you up for more success rather than expecting something that's not possible in a situation where you have to work with somebody else.
1: Yes. And I should say, I mean, I probably should have said this at the beginning, but I know there might be some commentary of like, oh, it sounds so sweet. But, you know, I married someone who was also divorced and their divorce story, my husband, Joe, his divorce story is very different than my divorce story with Derek. And so I have lived the divorce that didn't go so smoothly. I am the stepmom. That's right. The new wife, um, but I'm also the person that says to him sometimes, like you owed her a phone call, you owed her a text message, or she could have sent you that schedule, or you have to be the one responsible for reaching out to the teacher if you want to know how he's doing in school. So, yeah, i've I've seen I've seen both sides.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great addition because you really, <laughs> you really are on both sides. Yes. So, yeah. My last two questions that I ask every guest who's on my podcast. The first one is What is your favorite family activity? What are you and Joe and the boys and everybody? What's your favorite thing to do right now?
1: Okay. We have two. Okay. I'll I'll do a summer and I'll do. Oh, winter. Okay, perfect. Well, I hate even saying winter, but I'm only (laughs) thinking about it because we had our first one last night because the kids aren't going in the pool anymore. Nice. So in the summer, the kids um, love diving board competitions. So they like when we sit in the yard and it's either, you know, me and my husband, Joe, and sometimes my parents come down and they like each jumping off the diving board and doing flips and tricks and us rating them as though like they're in the Olympics. I love it um their cannonballs and you know pencils and whatever freestyle I
0: love it I love it I love (laughs) it
1: we get a kick out of that and then in the fall winter when we're not in the yard um our kids are obsessed with popcorn so they love popcorn and then um movie nights so everybody knows 7.30 7.30 if you're not in your pjs or boxers and robe you have to make your way down we'll save the robes for a separate <laughs> uh episode of the podcast your robe and dad's gonna make popcorn or joe will make popcorn and we're gonna pick an old school movie which is I typically like lady Docks or sandlot or
0: yes. home alone
1: over. I know you're, so West is
0: a little older. So you're always talking about the movies that like, I want to watch. We're not quite, yet, quite <laughs> there yet. Like Sandlot, there's, there's some of the scenes are like so funny and Mighty Ducks. Oh my gosh. All of those.
1: I know all good. Oh, and you know what? I should, I'm going to add my one caveat. I forgot to say this. Um, I would say one tip for parents to make it easy for your kids to follow a schedule that you set Um, we do, we agreed on no suitcases. Hmm. So Weston has never carried a suitcase. So when he comes to my home, he has obviously bed, dresser, closet. Um, but he has underwear, socks, PJs, bathing suits. When we go school shopping, I do the whole thing as though he is here a hundred percent of the time. Okay. He does the same thing at Derek's house. So he's never carting anything back and forth and prevents them from feeling like nomads. And in it, you forfeit the right to say, well, I want my sweatshirt back and I bought him those shoes and, you know, they're his things, yes, they're his things. And if he wore a sweatshirt and he went home to dad's and it's there, then unless he wears it back, you might not see it again. (laughs)
0: No, I think I think that's such a great tip because like that's one of the reasons I asked you beyond because I just know you're intentional like that's an intentional thing that helps your kid feel more at home yes and more settled
1: yeah no suitcases
0: okay no suitcases allowed um so my last question is how can people connect with you like if people you know like your vibe and love your story what's a good way they can do that
1: um, well, as you know, I am on a I'm about to finish my year of social media hiatus. So October, we're coming up. So you can't find me on Facebook or Instagram right now. But you, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, or you can send me an email to my personal email, just Janessa Broderick at gmail.com.
0: Okay. And if somebody like wanted to reach out to you, like with a question or two, could they do that? Could they email you?
1: They could email me. Um, or it's funny, I have had probably four moms um, send me text messages that like, I really, I mean, some I knew and some I really didn't know that they were starting this journey. And because they know myself and Derek um, through Weston, like our sons play together, they have been like, I need to talk to you and you get the vibe. I'm like, I know what you need to talk to me about. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna add this
0: in at the end. I know you have to run. But one of the things from an outsider's perspective, now obviously, I not obviously, but I don't really hang out with Derek, but like you don't talk bad about him. Like you don't, no. you like, and I imagine that other people and like, Janessa and I spend a lot of time to time with each other, but I would imagine like a mom at a soccer thing who sees the two of you together, like even only a couple times like you wouldn't even like bash them like just one time like you guys and I imagine he probably does the same like you just don't talk negative about him. And I think that draws other people to you because even if they only know a little tiny bit, they can glean that you are going about it the right way.
1: Right. So, I mean, it goes back to, we always wanted Weston to have the most normal life he could. And so think about play dates. I never wanted Weston to be in a position where he was invited or disinvited or whatever to an event because of a situation between parents were uncomfortable and not knowing how to navigate my relationship with Derek. So When a mom reaches out to me for a play date with Weston, I provide my phone number and email and Derek's phone number and email. If they text and say, hey, can Wes come over this Saturday and it's not my weekend, I just say, oh, sorry, Catherine, he's not with me. I'll shoot Derek an email and copy you and you guys can take it from there. Work it out. So all of the moms really that, you know, Wes has play dates with their sons they all are very comfortable knowing hey if it's and we don't even an email anymore yeah if Eric says it's not my weekend they'll say okay I'll just text Janessa yeah. because they know he's with me so we just make it easy for people to know our son and he's a great guy to know he is he's a
0: great guy to know he's my football guy give me all my stats <laughs> let me know who I should pick in fantasy and who's going to win my survivor pool I got to hit him up and tell him who I should pick this
1: week so I know but yeah really, I would say that's good that's and he other really problem.
0: is a great kid Janessa I mean I know you know that but from an outsider's perspective he he is nothing but awesome big brother and a nice he kid is. and has great manners and a lot of fun
1: yes well thank you we'll you, got
0: you got it you got it thanks for being here, Ness. I really appreciate it. You're, you're, uh, you know, I think I put this on the calendar like almost a month ago. It was like, when's her last day? Okay. <laughs> Three days later and
1: see if she says yes. Yes. Well, no, it was fun. I'm happy to share it. Um, I think it's a topic that needs to be talked about in a positive way.
0: Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to share with us on Instagram what you liked most about the episode by tagging me at Susanna.McMonigle. And lastly, if you want more information about The 5 to 8 Shift, you can check out our website, the5to8shift.com. We'll see you guys next time.